when it was on the internet, I would just be recording the whole time. I wouldn't know when it started. Uh-huh. <laughs> and now that it's in person, when you can see me push the record button. Yeah, it's, it's huge. It's like the record button takes up the half the the module is that the device? Oh, I don't know what the word is. I'll go with any of those. I'm words. so fucking no, but it stupid. is true. It is huge. It is yeah. <laughs> like when you go to Disneyland and there's they have the thing in front of them and it's yeah. just one giant red button. Uh huh. And you're like, does it have to be a giant board with one big button? <laughs> yes, I'm th- I'm, th- I'm picturing like the little kids' toys, like where it's like where they're learning and you have to press like a really big button like this is the cow yeah, exactly. this is the uh sloth or american ninja warrior yeah they just run and they're like slap Boom. podcast starts now yes which by the way i might edit this so okay so don't feel like oh no it's fine oh like holding back or something yeah no exactly all that sort of stuff where people are like close off well i'll have people be like yeah my girlfriend and then all of a sudden they're like is this recording and you're like, it's okay that you have a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> We're supposed to be cracking jokes, you know what I'm saying? I mean, whatever. Whatever happens on this. I've right. had serious episodes, funny episodes, whatever. Like, that's yeah. the fun of conversation. Right. You're not sure where it goes. Ooh, it's scary. We're like in a... We're like in a the opposite. It's Space Mountain. Yes. I was literally like a roller coaster, but I didn't know if I should have gone in that metaphor. <laughs> oh, because we just got done with Disneyland? I'm, not, I'm never oh. done with Disneyland. You're never done? Have never. you been to Disney World? Never. I've never been to Florida. <gasps> oh my god, you have to go to Disney World. It's I feel now I feel like I'm bragging like Disneyland sucks. No, Disneyland <laughs> Disney World is dope. It's like the five or four parks and shit. Yeah, no, exactly. That's the mm. reason I haven't gone. It's so overwhelming mm. that I've constantly told myself I'm like one day I can afford to be there for a yeah. week and I'm going to do the week. It is expensive. Cuz I don't want to well, <laughs> I know that it's expensive, but I don't want to just do the day and then be oh, like, yeah. oh, I did 15% of what I can do. <laughs> yeah, you just do all five parks in one day. Yeah, exactly. I you would be on the tram more than in the parks. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I want to spend the week and just go, you know oh, what? Yeah. I'll be back Thursday for you. Yes. You have to go. You have to do each park yeah. a day. You'll you'll love it if you love I'm sure I Disneyland. will. I'm sure. I'm a little kid. Who's your favorite Disney of the Mickey? I don't Mickey Mouse and Friends. That sounds like a comedy show where Mickey Mouse is comedy. Yeah, exactly. Where he's headlining fifteen <laughs> yeah. minutes and he's got a bunch of seven minute friends. It's coming. all about Minnie. <laughs> it totally would be. And Minnie's would be about him and we have to act like we don't know they're talking about yeah. each other. I hate watching couples just rag and talk oh shit on each other. Oh my gosh. There was it's once like... years ago, before I met you, there was a couple that broke up. Uh-oh. And both their sets were complaining about their exes. Were they at the same mic? All the time. After they broke up? Yes. I can't. I, can't. I was on a Flappers Yoohoo show where they followed each other. And you're just like, <laughs> and they both were just bitching about each other. Neither one of them watching each other's set, but also I'm watching both with full knowledge. <laughs> and this is happening at the Flappers. You said Flappers? Yeah, this is at the Yoohoo room, but I also saw it at open mics. And you're also just yeah. like, Hey, let's not talk about his dick or whatever. Right. Because here was the next part is that they broke up because she started dating his best friend. Oh. I'm not going to give any more names or details because I don't need any of that to happen. (laughs) No, no, no. But part of the bit this is going to is about, hey, if your girlfriend is like, you should invite your best friend over all the time more than talking to you. Mm. Maybe they're fucking. And you're like. That's a red flag for sure. Yeah. But also. Yeah, but you being that red flag is nothing to brag about on stage when no. he's listening. Right. He's just there eating popcorn or the pizza or whatever the fuck they have there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like looking up like, wait, what? What? Like, What's? <laughs> it's just rude. It is rude. It re- it's. I mean, it's funny, but it's definitely, it's more rude than funny. Yeah. 
It is more rude <laughs> than funny. Especially when the whole room knows both of you. Yeah, and it's just that dude, that would just bring out like it just makes it just awkward and too much that tension. Same couple, their set when they were dating was about how good they fuck. Like it was all oh my gosh. They just talked about like I know I'm nerdy, but like I have great sex, you know. And you're like, Ooh, we don't need to know this either. Yeah, it's like some things we don't want to know about a person on stage. Something yeah. should be kept in the closet as per gay slang. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think things need to be kept in the closet, but I also uh-huh. think if we're adults, yeah, I don't think sex is a braggable topic. No, it's Everyone weird. To does me. it? I get it, but like every now and then, I'll see like a forty-year-old friend tweet like. Had sex with my hot girlfriend this morning, and you're like, "You're 40. You're dating this girl. I'm assuming that this is happening sometimes. I don't need the updates." Some people they'll tweet about sex, and it's funny. It's like I feel like it just if it's a perspective about it. Yeah, true. If it's a bragging about it, like yeah, right. You're right. You're right. So not <laughs> to put point. you on the spot, but you know, oh, no. you have a sex appeal to yourself. I. Uh, it's weird. Oh, it's the cross you bear. (laughs) (laughs) It's heavy. It's heavy. I try to ignore it, but it is heavy. You're like, this kind of sex appeal is like, it's a chore. When I honestly, when I think about it, sometimes I feel like when I talk about it on stage, it's like, maybe I haven't made it funny yet. Who knows? We all have these things about ourselves that. I get it. But also like when you see a girl go on stage Mm -hmm. with a lot of sex appeal. Oh my God. Okay, go on, sorry. And she uses it to alpha the room. It's very exciting. It's beautiful, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. It's great. I saw a girl do that literally two weeks ago, and it was like, whoa! Like, when people can just own it and just make fun of themselves in the punchline or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And there yeah. is, like, a thing about that, like... And but I feel I'm like you have, to be, that- you have to be hot, hot to do that. Um, it's about the sex appeal you bring. I don't think it has oh. to do with your physical, like, you don't Got have to you. be an Olympian, you know? Like, <laughs> the Olympian of a sex appeal. Yeah, no, because, like, that. I've met people with very attractive bodies that don't mm. have that giant sex appeal. Got but you. I've also met people that, I don't want to say this meanly, but it's not like they take care of themselves on that level. Right, right. But you're also, like, when they walk in the room, you're like, yikes, this is, oh. I'm dealing with a lot of hormones. Oh, shit. Interesting. Yeah. That's not a bad yikes. That is the most complimentary very- yikes. <laughs> That is a 10 out of 10 in the yikes. It was, a, it was a very fine line, and you were on the right side of it. For sure. <laughs> but you're also just like, okay, we're going to yeah. we gonna deal with this? Like, yeah. And you cross this path of the same sort of thing where there is mm. a sex appeal about you. Oh, gosh. Mm. And <laughs> I know I haven't seen you use that as a dominating force yet. Mm, interesting. But you do use it as like... Like the way, like, like salt base, salt something. Yeah, yeah. You'll just give a little <laughs> bit of sex appeal at the end of a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, yeah. Yeah, and we all get a little <laughs> relief from it. But one day you're going to learn to bat it around like a baseball player hitting home runs. Oh, snap. I'm excited. That's exciting. That I feel like exciting. I feel like I need to learn how to write a good joke first. Dude, I can tell. And <laughs> this is going to sound like such a, a thing, but, like, when I started, uh-huh. it was all about joke writing i wasn't yeah. even worried about like performance it was like five years mm. of just like studying joke writing honestly i wish i did that because i just okay so i was in the military obviously mm-hmm. for those who don't know me i started like the last year i was in i like how i like gestured to your uh <laughs> recording device as it was the audience yeah. <laughs> the module if the you module will. is like what i called it <laughs> <laughs> i started when i was in and i just did it as like an outlet and yeah. it was just like a go 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 like i didn't with the I, military was just an outlet 
or like the uh, yeah, the military was an outlet towards stand up comedy. Stand up, <laughs> no, stand up comedy was an outlet while I was in the military. Okay, and so you started while you were in the military. I was in Santa Cruz, Santa, Santa, yeah, Santa Cruz area. Oh, I made the mistake. And I thought you started immediately after the military because that's just when I met you. So I put pieces oh, together yeah. that don't exist. Oh, shit. I did. Yeah, I moved here 2015, December 2015. Yeah. Okay. Now it was like a year after I started. And I was just like just doing it. Mm -hmm. See, Okay, people are laughing at that. I'll keep that in. But now I feel like in the last year and a half, that's when I'm like actually like studying comics, like writing and like, okay. Now I get it. I'm okay. going to give you more credit than that because I think I've known you for four years. Mm. And yeah, it's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a little bit, but it's also, it wasn't, I came in after you already had stuff. Like you already had 10 minutes by the time I met you. It wasn't like I was mm. like watching you figure out your first joke. Oh, gotcha. I, I, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you always, always were like, I could see the writing and I could see the jokes thing and like it see the wheels turning when you're watching people like figuring out their jokes even if they're not working right and the same within your new jokes mm. so like i always saw that part of you gotcha which is the part that i was like intrigued by because i know that i was doing that early mm. and i only see about 10 percent, maybe five percent of comics at open mics actually doing that right right you can see when they're thinking that stuff or not yeah trying to like internalize and those are the it. ones yeah. i definitely go towards mm, same for sure for sure especially now as like i keep going and doing this craft this crazy craft yeah. when did you start i started i mean i guess it's been 10 years uh-huh maybe a little over 10 years yeah i started when i was 29 so i'm 39 now wow uh-huh so it's like just barely over 10 uh i started out here yeah Ooh, this is a wild city to start in yeah i i sometimes i'm like damn should i have waited Yes. Before moving down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anyone's listening and they don't live here. Yeah. Wait. Oh my gosh. All of my friends that I started with in Arizona are doing like they're headlining and stuff and making, mm. I mean, if they're not making a living, they're making definitely more money than I am at it. Gotcha. Not that that's the goal. Right, 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 right. I'm definitely yeah. more well connected than they are. Mm. Oh, definitely. That's for sure. Mm. That's what I chose. I chose mm. that path over this other one. Yeah thinking that by 10 years one of those was going to blossom into a thing that got me right. some sort of recognition which didn't come mm -hmm. but i did still have to learn in right. this much harder city to learn it yeah which is also good yeah it makes you it kind of builds your skin tougher faster yeah maybe that's like I a would part say of it that my as much as like they are doing longer sets mm -hmm. i have tighter sets yeah yeah and so they don't necessarily have that but there's a middle ground and that's where actually being a great performer is. Yeah. Where you're doing both. Mm, agreed. And so sure. it's a different path. They take the longer sets to learn how to tighten the full hour to where like we're like or we're like, tightening seven minutes at a time. Yeah, definitely. And it's that's a good path. It's like it's all they're the same. Right. right. By the way, they're also both right. Yeah. If you're going down the path, <laughs> it's both right. For sure. And it's that's scary. Yeah, and everyone's mm. path is different and it's mm. kind of incredible in that way. Yeah. But I do want to talk more about the military and all this stuff because oh. this is a big i know that you were in the military yeah that's the extent of what i know <laughs> everyone tells me that <laughs> i feel like i okay so okay no, okay, let's, so i'm going back to your high school okay <laughs> what high school did you graduate from what city oh man i uh i i i'm from originally south carolina charleston okay i went to stratford high school first 
it's like that was like one of the big popular high schools that a lot of people went to. And when you recruited out of that high school, well, uh, my family moved. We moved to like I think maybe a cheaper house. That's probably why they moved. I'm not really good with economic choices yet. They weren't uh, asking you. <laughs> they weren't. You're not a part of that equation. True, true. Why They're just like come that? along, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I moved teenager. to exactly. Would like, you prefer oh, we move it to a cheaper house because we don't have an option? They just move. They just move it. They just do. You just you just come along like a bag like a baggage but not like yeah. bad baggage but like no but you're a part of their possessions mm-hmm. <laughs> it is right right until you're a 18. living a breathing possession yeah of course yeah they're, they're responsible for you yeah that's wild your your bag is that you they have to take with you yeah <laughs> in love sorry just, have to love yeah. you true that's, that's true choice. <laughs> i could i felt that sometimes younger oh <laughs> oh god that's the story of my life oh man I yeah I moved we moved and so I went to a different high school called Hanahan. That was a smaller high school. Sounds made up by a child. I know it really does. <laughs> Their mascot was was the Hawks. Like who's the, who's the Hawks? Hanahan. Hanahan. That's literally for real. <laughs> so embarrassing. And uh, yeah, that was a smaller school. And then okay, what? Okay, what about you the high school? You made a face like you were eating a chocolate. Like there's a couple seconds <laughs> where there's nobody, like there's no noise. But for the listener, it mm-hmm. looked like you were like sucking on a chocolate and loving it. You're like, mm. Milky Way is my fave, is and it? that's what I was envisioning. I did have a peanut butter mood Milky from Jamba Juice because it's like the foundation of a candy bar without all the things that make the difference. Oh my god, it's still a good candy bar it's because the cheese pizza of candy bars. I love cheese pizza. It's still valid. It's still a valid candy bar. It is a valid candy bar, but barely. Barely? (laughs) (laughs) If you take any of the ingredients out of it, it's no longer a candy bar. Uh, You have the bar and you have the candy inside. Yeah. That's... (laughs) Yeah, any of those gone, it's gone. That's it. But it's still good. It's still like, it's just all nougat. Like you just don't want any distractions while you're eating your candy bar. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. But also, kind of but if you want like protein or something like extra, I guess Three Musketeers. That's what. No, Three Musketeers. Wait, they're both the same, aren't they? They're really similar. Snickers is the one that's like extra. That's like the yeah. gay of candy bar. It's the standard. It's the standard. Once Snickers became the standard, <laughs> there should have been a conversation at Milky Way and Three Musketeers. They're like, guys, they put nuts in it now, and ours are becoming obsolete. <laughs> no, it's like a different market, you know? I get it, but no. <laughs> Although, people- this is going to sound like I'm hypocritical. My favorite candy bar uh-huh. is the Milky Way Midnight. So it's almost the same. Ooh, is that like dark chocolate? It's dark chocolate. But it's mushroom, uh, mushroom, mushroom. It's mushroom interesting. No, it's marshmallow. <laughs> it's a marshmallow with dark chocolate, and it's just long. Oh wow, that sounds like a black cock. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to go there with that. <laughs> I was waiting. I was. We are fifteen minutes in. That's gonna be edited out. I'm so if anybody, sure of it. No, no, no. There's bets <laughs> being placed. They're like, how long? Before this gets referenced. Oh my God. Is this a G-rated podcast? No, it's Aaron, not. Aaron, I am so sorry. It's not, but I will say this. <laughs> this is literally the 100th episode I've recorded. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't think it's going to be the 100th one released, but it's the uh, 100th one recorded. <laughs> so it took 100 episodes to get to reference a big black cock. <laughs> and it was because I talked about candy bars. 
What a turn. <laughs> Aaron, I apologize. No need. No, there's no need. I'm really you, something that I'm trying to, to work on for that. No, we're allowed to go down any of these paths. No, something I'm trying to work on is not is to be more clean. Then why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly you could have made any other choice. You no, know, because like so, like I'm also trying to be unfiltered. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's like a it's Those a work are two in progress. They. <laughs> They are? Yeah, that's like having the goal of like, I'm trying to get in shape, but I'm Mm. also trying to eat more ice cream. Oh, okay. I've been trying to do both. It will be interesting to see once you get there, because I believe it's possible to be unfiltered, but also not be dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you you can't. Because unfiltered doesn't necessarily mean just sexual. Mm -hmm. Unfiltered just means whatever you're feeling you're saying. Right, right. Which... Could be good or bad. I've seen it used in both. Oh, definitely. I some I'm I don't feel like I'm that dirty of a minded person and mm. I feel like I'm unfiltered. Mm. But I'm a different body. Did you grow up in a religious household? I did. Mormon. Mm. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when I said that that was like very like oh like, I didn't did I get jolted? No, no, like I'm used to it. Oh no, oh gosh. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> I, I resolve- my life story has been my life story my whole life. Oh, what is your life story? I mean, that's been done on this. Oh, gotcha. Okay, we're here to talk about yours. Oh, okay, sorry. This is <laughs> see, I do that a lot. I deflect away. From I know. No, my no, no. Cup. This is. I've noticed a lot of the deflection, and part of it is like, no, no. This is fun banter back and forth. Uh-huh. And if this wasn't a recording that people listen to, I'd be like, all right, let's sit down and do the twenty minutes of it. Uh huh. But that's distracting to what this is. Right. 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 Yeah. You're right. Okay. So. When were you recruited for the military? I was actually not recruited. I you joined. Them? You're like, where are the boys at? Yes, where are they? I need it. <laughs> Honestly, I know it's like, I guess that's funny. But I guess the boring story is I just joined to get out of my parents' house because they were very strict. And also because I was like, I was one of those unmotivated people in school. I was very like, Okay, so you see, see the irony. What was that? You were like, I need something less strict than my parents. I that- better go into the military, which is famously super strict. Mm-hmm. And then, wait, what was the thing you said after that? Because you were lazy, which is very much not a lazy program to get into. <laughs> oh no, it's like, I'm actually building a bit about that, where I actually like open it where I'm like, I used to serve in the military, and then I left my parents' house, and then like I go like kind of mm-hmm. like... If I could... Already punched this up. Yes. You shouldn't say that you were in the military before the parents' house because it reveals the joke too soon. Mm. It should be, I left my parents' house because it was too strict, so I joined uh, the military. Because that then reveals the flower at the right time. Got you. I do that sometimes. Also, the military should be the last word in the sentence because the, re- like, the furthest to the end of the sentence you can reveal the joke, the more everyone clicks at the same time so you can control them. Mm. See... This is why I, I haven't need done to any study of that for another ten. Where it's just like, hey, <laughs> you want to use my autism? <laughs> Aren't we all on the spectrum a little bit? Yes, I feel like I am. We have to, but be. my parents never told me. Could you imagine building up the skill of talking for an hour with no one else talking and having a flow and making it feel like a bond without some autism? Wow! Wow! Right! Right! An hour is a long fucking time. Yeah. That's my problem with doing longer sets is mm. I feel like I'm bothering everybody. <laughs> Only if like, I guess if you're not doing well, is that was that could Even that if feeling. I'm doing well. 
Even if I'm doing well, 15 minutes in, there's a thing where I'm like, I haven't let them talk at all. I feel like I'm being overbearing. No, it's kind of like a movie, right? Like you're watching a movie, you're not bothered it. I understand that that's the way they feel. Yeah. But I feel like I'm being overbearing because I don't let them talk. And it's like Mm. a total one-way thing. Oh, gotcha. Mm. And so there comes a point where I'm like, I better... I better go back into self. Oh, and then like you retreat a little bit. Yeah. Oh shit. And so there is a moment where I have to be like, no, it's okay. They signed up for this. Right. I guess that's like, I wonder if that's like a learning curve with the whole thing. It's like, I, I should do the know. longer. You, 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 it's like an exercise. Like you're mentally like forcing yourself to keep going. It's, well, I feel like you've watched these last four years of me mm-hmm. try to find a way mm-hmm. to make it feel more like a conversation with them. Despite mm-hmm. the fact that they aren't really, really interacting. Yeah. Yeah. You watch me talk with them a lot more mm-hmm. because that's how I go over that hurdle. Mm, gotcha. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, so like the way you saw my set last week, I wasn't telling them my jokes. I was talking with them. Mm. And my jokes were peppered in and it's about, yeah, yeah, like yeah. And the jokes happen. But it's really like, oh no, I'm here to talk to you guys for my time. Right. Have you seen Moses Storm perform? I mean, this is going to sound really bad. It's been mm. years. When mm. I first moved out here, I used to see him all the time, and then he hit, mm. and now I never see him. Oh, gosh, because he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know where he's at, because I think it's been five years. Oh, my gosh, so you've seen like last perform? Yeah, so it's been, I haven't seen him perform live for like five years. I don't think, it's like, he's one of those comics where it's like, I don't think he even writes anything anymore. He just goes up, and it's just like, it's just, he's just so good with his imagination mm-hmm. on the spot, and it's just like, it's just crowd work. It's just... Because I think Roy, he, I guess Roy, it makes it seem like it's on the spot, but it's probably like, yeah, pre-written. Even though his his style is very like improv-y, even though it's like written before, yeah. but like, I, I understand. No, no, yeah. and I love Rory Scovel. The difference between Rory Scovel and Moses is Rory so much more silly. Mm. So it is so much more of like, could you imagine how crazy this would be? <sighs> Got you. Versus sets the world. Yeah. Versus Moses. I feel like it's more like him opening the door of like, and then there's this thought we're going to go down. Yeah. Um, I love that. But it's style. been like five years. So I don't know exactly how great he's gotten, mm. but I'm sure. I mean, he's yeah. been doing a ton of gigs since then. The reason I haven't seen him is because he got so successful. Yeah. 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 I see that. Damn. Yeah. Which happens by the way. Um, yeah. For anyone. I guess this isn't just for anyone listening. It's just every time I've had a friend get successful, I feel like I lose that friend for two to three years and then they come back. And then you see him again, like just yeah. in the scene. Yeah. Well, because it's a whirlwind that they're going right. and doing. Mm-hmm. And you go, okay, you know what? They got agents and managers and meetings to go do right now. Mm. Like, I don't know Hannah that well. Einbinder? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But clearly her storm started, you know, like. Yeah. She's on a show. It's a hit. She's a big part of it. Every- I would see her at Mike's at Lyric, like. And in like days, and then just bam! Like, what? Yeah, no, exactly. It was like you would see them five days a week, and then all of a sudden, it happens. Yeah, and then they just vanish for a couple years. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm gonna run into her casually for another three, four years. Not that I ever really talked to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're just like, oh no, 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 she's out there doing all of that stuff. She's in orbit right now. Yeah, she's in orbit. Yeah, and even if everything goes super successful, and let's say in three years she's starring in a movie that she wrote. Have you seen Hacks? I think she wrote on that. I did see Hacks. Is it good? It is good. Mm-hmm. You haven't seen it? Uh-uh. There's oh. so much content. I'm like, it's, I'll get stuck on Twitter for like yeah. hours and then I'll delete it because I feel so bad. Like I'm on it and then I'll go to writing. And, uh, 
I didn't check to see if she wrote it, but it definitely feels like that character was written specifically for her. Mm. It feels very much like like her. her voice. Yeah. Yeah. Like her voice is more overpowering of the show than Jean Smart's. Oh wow. Cuz it's more like Jean Smart's coming down to her mentality. Got. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and so so I don't know, but I'm saying like even if like that superstar like Steve Martin rocket ship takes off. Right. She's still going to want to do the theater tour and has to do the stand-up sets to get there until you eventually see them. Right. I think about that a lot too. It's like it's like you go down like some comics that go down the TV route, mm-hmm. but then like you still have to build your stand-up set because it's still a different medium than. Yeah, it's a lot to juggle, but it's doable, obviously. But yeah, you say that, but you also you've watched it. That's yeah. the other thing is like we all watch those like famous comedians mm-hmm. build their stuff at the improv and at the comedy store, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like when I first saw Taylor Tomlinson, it was at the Yoo-Hoo Room. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And now it's, you know, on the main stages of the oh, other stuff. Fuck yeah. But you still run into her. Yeah. What a wild city this is. It is. It's yeah. a crazy city. But it gives you hope, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It either eats you alive or gives you hope. Yeah. You have to, and you have to keep that hope alive for sure. Yeah. You ever saw Otherwise that Otherwise you die and move home. Yeah. And life is too short to just give it up. But I get it. If like you This is why you can't like, though. Everyone that yeah. goes home just does it at home. Mm-hmm. There's definitely a ceiling there, but that's fine if that's their no, thing. No, I get it, you know? but also it's just like in anything, in an any addiction. in any like career path, like, yeah. I guess. But I guess it was specifically in the entertainment industry, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean specifically stand up is what I'm thinking. Stand up is such a coping mechanism. Mhm. And for so, trauma or pain for <laughs> boredom mm. of life? Yeah. Mhm. There's no way that you're going to give me a day off in any city and you're like, and you're going to do nothing today. Yeah. And I'm not going to be like, well, let's find a mic. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how that happens. If you're busy, I get how that happens. Mm-hmm. So I understand how people can give it up if they have a kid and get married. And so their mm-hmm. life changes and all that stuff happens. Yeah, that's a huge one, too. Like, some people keep going. That's wild. Yeah. <sighs> a baby? I can't imagine doing this and having a baby. Well, Kudos to anyone that does. You're not going to have a baby. I know, unless I adopt, you know, even now. If you adopted a baby and then you're like, I couldn't imagine having a baby and you're like holding an adopted baby. I'm like, you did the paperwork. Right. <laughs> oh, it's here. I signed a, mm-hmm. I signed the dotted line. Wait, so how long were you in the military? I was in for five years, over five years. Mm-hmm. And did you hate it? I loved and hated certain aspects of it. I loved meeting new people. <laughs> I love traveling. It's always you always meet new people. Yeah, this is the, the sarcastic things people say when they do stand up with it. They're like, I have this job where I met new people and traveled and <laughs> killed them. You know, like it's, it's the joke you hear every Oh my god, I guess it's not like So you like the traveling. Other what's other things I could think of that I liked? I, I no, that's it. That's it. So just yeah. the traveling and meeting new people. I did like training. I did like at least the linguistics training that I had. It was, it was really cool to just get paid to just learn, I guess, another language. But mm-hmm. What language? It was Persian Farsi. and speaking, It's spoken in Iran. A lot of people say Iran, it's Iran. Okay, I'm not mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to advocate for this country that mm-hmm. can't speak for itself sometimes because mm-hmm. of fucked up perceptions. 
for sure. And then, <laughs> and so outside of that, you hated it. Yes, I hate it. I'm not a big fan of structure too much, even though I knew, you know, there's that whole thing like some the people irony need again. it. I know. This is what, what's, what's the irony? The irony is that you don't like structure, but you joined the military. Everything you don't like foundationally, the military is <laughs> to a T. <laughs> it was my only choice. I had to join. Or but I get it because you're like, this is my way out. This is what I you dealt what with yeah. to make sure that you weren't going back home. Yeah. Or like I didn't, or not staying at home because mm -hmm. my dad, he was going to kick me out. It's hard to stay motivated when like you don't fit in at home or school. But some people use it as fuel to like, okay, I'm going to yeah. get out. And like, for me, it was just like, I think early on I learned like, but it's, I had like a really strong emo face. A lot of people's, their emo face starts at like 13. Mine started at like three. Mm -hmm. Okay, sure. <laughs> no, I would, I would say I was emo from like six. Mm. Six to 36. Damn. That's like, yeah, yeah. Really like cool. it was a good 30 years. <laughs> when the emo music came around, I was like, finally, I've been waiting for you. Mm. Loved it. I was in that scene. I was, uh, yeah, I was in that scene for I a wasn't second. bangs or anything, you know, but I definitely <laughs> was going to four or five concerts a week forever. Like, wow, emo band was coming. that's a lot. Yeah, I was there all the time. But then, like, that's not anything crazy. A lot of people go, there are people out there that just go to music festivals. That's all they do because yeah. they just have that money or they just. Well, in Tucson, I mean, I had a job. Mm -hmm. It was at night and I worked during the day mm -hmm. and the shows were like five to fifteen dollars mm because -hmm. they weren't famous yet. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like, like why not? seeing Fall Out Boy was $5 and it was Wild. like, what else am I going to do? It's Tuesday night. Wild. You ever see Paramore? I didn't see Paramore. I mm. was actually already done with the concert thing by the time they really hit. Gotcha. It was like right after. Like, but I saw like Newfound Glory a bunch and I, mm. you know, like all that stuff. Famous I was Gloria. a huge fan of Alkaline Trio and the Get Up Kids. And mm. oh, wow, it was all familiar. Yeah. What is that festival? The Warp Tour. Yeah. The Warp Tour. <laughs> I never went. Never went? I don't... I would say that was like... A, it was like the mainstream kind of like hokey kind of like... The closest I got to wanting to go uh -huh. was the last year Sublime was on it. Mm. I was in high school at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I had friends that were going, but I didn't have like whatever it was, $25 to go. Which but is like... Was, which is cheap compared to shows and concerts these days no exactly but also i'm 15 years old i don't right. have an income yeah and so you're not, you're not like well i'll just toss gas money at this and that yeah, and that you're like no there's that and then i'm always like and then when you get there you're gonna spend another 30 on yeah. food and drinks and then you want to get merch and yeah exactly yeah. and then it was just like all to see like a couple bands i like mm -hmm. and going back now you know like you're like well that was my only opportunity to see Sublime. I should have done right. it. Oh, shit. It's okay. Are they still together? I don't know. No, they died. Oh, shit. I <laughs> did not. Oh, my God. I hate. <laughs> wow. It was a heroin overdose. Oh, my God. These drugs must be like, some people must be addicted to them so much where it's like. Did it you just, just find out what drugs are? That's exactly what happens. Damn. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. How I mean, old drugs was Drugs take people over. I want to. I wonder if he was on the Twenty Seven Club or something. Oh, he might be. He uh, was in late twenties. Wow. Because even I, DMX, he's like the recent person to overdose. He overdosed. Yeah, that's how. I, he mean, died. I know he died, but I didn't know it was overdose. Yeah, because he's an adult. Mm. When someone dies of an overdose in their fifties, 
I don't know. And the twenties is tragic because of all the time. Yeah. That they could have had with us mm-hmm. when they overdose in their fifties. It's sad because you know they've been fighting this demon for thirty years, mm, right? And it must I'd, be like a strong, heavy demon, I guess. Right? Is that the right word? Yeah. It's like it controls everything. Yeah, because I mean, like for me, it's like I don't know. Like I've smoked weed a lot, but it's not. I don't. It's like I'm like okay, that's it. It's there. I don't need it, but it's like. Some people are like, I need it so much. No, exactly. Much. But that's also how we both don't understand that struggle. Right, 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 right. Because mm. that is, that's what takes them, it takes them away from all of life. Mm. They go down that path. The way we chose, like, stand-up, mm-hmm. and we're like, we're going to do this every day. Yeah, it's that's an addiction for Except sure. Except imagine that if you, when you walked in, it becomes a black room and you're by yourself. Mm. And you're like, I'm going to do this every day. Wow. It must give pleasures to some people to be in that room it absolutely does it absolutely does and that's why they can't get out wow that's pretty deep and so and so but they can't really live a life Mm. and they would argue that they're living the best one wow if you meet somebody who's fully all the way in i know it's it's a tough struggle it is a tough struggle um, I'm speechless. I'm so sorry. We went down no, it's a okay. very no, interesting a road. Um, <laughs> you said something that was revealing. Uh huh. And then you deflected. <laughs> what was it? When you were growing up, you had to get out because you didn't feel like you fit in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like you fit in here. In the in the comedy scene. Yes. Oh yeah. I yeah. I feel uh, yeah. Do you feel accepted? I do. And then, like, I don't in certain aspects. But then I feel like that's me, like, reaffirming, like, the stupid, like, societal things that kind of keep that system in place, if that makes sense. Kind of like, uh, I'm like, I'm not getting anywhere because, like, I'm gay and black. But then maybe that's, like, a like a mental thing that I'm even putting on myself, maybe from, like, when I was younger, when that doesn't even apply. And it's just, like... It's a confidence thing. Where it's like it's like putting excuses. All, well, we all deal with self doubt. Yeah, yeah. Which and is so whew. you've been able to tangibly find a thing that people I mean, like I'm trying to think of what's the word for when society just beats you down with that. Mm. But I don't think that necessarily stand up does. <laughs> it's not depression. No, depression's how you react to it. Oh oppression. I said oppression. Oppression. Yes, sure. Oppression's exactly it. Yeah. Mm. Um but I don't think that that necessarily defines if you're accepted or not. Right. right. That's just what you use as like a hurdle for like your own self doubt. Mm. But also it takes so much time. Oh yeah. If you were exactly on the right path at exactly the right point, Mm. it would still look and feel like this. Right. Mm -hmm. But you also, you know, we all wake up with different feelings every day. True. You know, I have so many people, I've had people with like shit ton of followers on Twitter. They'll be like, I feel like I'm not going anywhere. I feel like my career is like dead. I'm like, bitch, you're going on tour. Sure. And like, it's just, it's weird to me sometimes. So it's like, I guess it's I like, like, I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> they will be tagged. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> it's just so interesting how, and then I had someone else like they've opened up for and they've said the same thing. And so it's like, it's a perspective thing where it's like that self doubt. Yeah, no, I have friends that make full good livings that feel like they aren't going anywhere. Imposter syndrome. And you're that, like, stand-up comedy bought your house. 
Wow. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going nowhere. That's wild. No, exactly. It's a, it's a struggle you're going to deal with your yeah. entire life. So acknowledge that it's a struggle that you're dealing with, mm-hmm. but also acknowledge how fake it is and touches all of us from top to bottom. Right, right. Because because we're not in a factory, we're physically building factories. You know, yeah, so we no can't like, go back and be like, "Look, that's that's my work." The tangible, you know, like, yeah. yeah, because it's intangible. Everyone feels like that, right? Especially like, since like all the goal posts, it's like it's all yeah different for your own path. But like, I'll put it this way: mm. this is how tangible it is. Mm-hmm. Is that when you go to a theater in Vegas, mm. you're seeing Britney Spears. Circus Olay or stand up, and that's how real and tangible the skill is. Mm. Is that it is equal to all those amazing things. Oh, right, right, right. We are learning an amazing skill or ability to talk to an audience. Mm. Lamar on the podcast since day one and I mean can't put it on him that it didn't happen earlier I didn't ask until now and he did it you know like immediately and um, I want you guys to know that right after this right after I pressed the button he apologized for deflecting so much and I think that's just a snapshot of where he is right now and I can't wait for him to to not do that to to himself and what's weird about that I mean like it's of course up to him to do that but he's such a good joke writer, and his jokes are so precise that it's like, oh, no, no, I can't wait for him to actually want to lean in to whatever he's deflecting against. When he starts leaning into that and exposing that all through jokes, he's going to explode. Um, maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe I'm 100% wrong. Maybe he becomes the next Dimitri Martin, or we really know nothing about him, you know, outside of a couple of real basic things he tells us, and he just makes these great observations. It could go in that direction, too, which, if it does... Very excited to see that happen. I just, I don't know, I just believe in him. I believe and I, so I was like, yes, this is going to be great. I think he has so much career ahead of him. Very excited to have him. And I, I know that this is listed as the 100th episode. But I honestly believe 99 were released. And I don't know who the 100th guest is going to be or if it's just going to be another episode. I thought it'd be cool to uh, re-ask everyone who said no. Not that there's, you know, like, some people just don't like doing them and stuff. And so it's like, yeah, you know what? Here we go. Let's do that. <laughs> and uh, and all of them didn't get back to me. It wasn't even, I, I didn't get a collection of no's. It was a collection of unreads or red. You know, I get, got a collection of red receipts. Which... <laughs> Which I think is funny. You're like, well, all right. But also, judging from the way the first 100 episodes have gone, I bet you a couple of them are in two months going to be like, oh, I thought I got back to you, man. You know, like, or just like, a, oh, I've been meaning to get back to you. Like, I'll get those. Because I don't tell you guys too much about, like, how the scheduling of it all works. But a lot of it, it is like, Oh, I just noticed that you sent me this message in January, and it's March now, and it's almost like, 
those things do kind of all fall into place, which is why I've been asking for like two months. Who knows? Who knows? If any one of them comes through, I'm very excited because cause I really am. Like I wait till I get like excited to like ask a person a thing and then I ask them to do the, the podcast. So like I have friends that I talk to every day that don't really get on the podcast because of that, you know, like, which I almost feel like I need to apologize, you know, like my buddy Steve has made zero appearance on this, talk to him almost every day, but I also know he doesn't like doing podcasts, he's made that reference before I even had this, and so in my mind, I was like, ah, why make him, I know he'd say yes if I asked, but I also know that it's like, it's not a thing he thoroughly enjoys, so I don't, but I also am like, eh. Let's get Steve. You know, like, it's just no lack of love there. But uh, that's, I don't, I don't know if you guys need to know any of that information, but I shared all of it. So I guess do with that if you will. Send Steve the DM. (laughs) You guys go book the show for me. Oh, that'd be, that'd be crazy. Everybody I've ever had, by the way, that's asked to do the show, um... Oh, it hasn't really made it on. Because you're like, I really don't know you. You know, like, there's almost all of it is like, oh, yeah, like, like I got a flat earther guy that's like the flat earth expert. Which, how can you be an expert in a thing that doesn't exist? I get from a guy who has a Star Wars podcast. I get that, too. Um, Where you're just like, no, no, I just don't see this going in a good direction. I don't see us both wanting to connect to each other as people. Which is part of the point. I'm sorry if this one's going longer than others. But, you know. 100 episodes, I want to do a little retrospective in my head about it. It is about connecting to people. It is about conversations. It is about, um, like with this, it was about Mitchell wanting to open up to me and also having his own, like he's so wired to deflect that it's like he couldn't, but it like, it was, you know, it was in my apartment. It was face to face. I could see where I was like, no, he's trying to give me the best he can. You know, but he's also like kept like throwing it back at me, and you're like, no, 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 this is this is about you. It's like about him not making it enough about him. You know, like, but that's what that was. It was two people trying to connect, and that's what almost all these are: people trying to connect in different, a little bit deeper ways. And also, like, I love that some of my top episodes are my family, and I know some of you guys are listening. You know, like the episode with my brother Jim is one of my most downloaded, which is kind of crazy but it's also like no these are two people who know each other very well connecting in a way that's a little different than a conversation you know like if i was to sit down with him at thanksgiving dinner we're not going to be like hey how difficult was i as a kid you know like that's not happening in that scenario it's happening in this one which i love and i loved getting the answers to that from him and i loved watching him think it through and you know and even the conversations that it spurred between me and him over the next week after it came out, where he was just like, listen to it, and I thought about this, and like, we have these angles now. Just, I don't know, like, I know this is very self-serving, this podcast, where you're like, no, 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 I get to dig in a little deeper on all my friends, and then they get to also feel open through time to dig in deeper with me. But it's like, if I got nothing else from the podcast, I got that. And that is a great gift that, um, I mean, really you guys gave to me because I made this podcast. And so thank you. Thank you to all of the guests over the first 100 episodes. And thank you to all of the listens and to all of the downloads. I'm very grateful. The downloads are much higher than I expected. The reception is much more frequent than I expected. You know, like I 
I honestly thought every episode was going to get like eight downloads, you know, like, and it, it gets much more. I don't want to talk or think about the numbers too much. I know I get to see them, but I also try not to obsess about them. I did like the first couple episodes and now it's like, no, no, just put them out there and they all do their thing and their own thing in time. But thank you guys. Like this is not just the sign off. This is of sincerity. Thank you. Thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with me. Whether I'm right or whether I'm wrong, whether I find a place in this world or never belong, I've got to be me. I gotta be me. What else can I be?